Welcome to the Foodist Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. So today we've actually got a special guest on with us today, introducing Danny, if you want to say hello, Danny. Hello, good evening, guys. I'm Danny, and I am the Habit and Accountability Coach. So excited even just saying that. Love it. (laughs) So this week I'm going to take a little bit of a backward step and all over Steph, all the... um, the education pieces I've given you, Steph, you can take the lead. Let's do it. Danny, I think we should start with you. So as you said, Habits and Accountability Coach, who are you? What do you do? Who do you work with? Why are we here? I think that's a good place to start, isn't it? Good. Yeah, yeah. Great place to start. Um, so, yeah, I have I've, I've, I've been coaching for um, best part of 10 10, 11 years now since graduating from university, started in physiotherapy, um, went down the line of S&C, strength and conditioning, um, and eventually on to NLP and mindset. Um, and sorry, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, a fancy name for mindset coaching, <laughs> mind, mindfulness. Um, not not quite as in-depth as psychology, but, but a lot to do with psychological behaviours around the mindset. Um, so, yeah, I was doing that face to face, had a premises. Um, and then, like a lot of us here, I guess, you know, um, COVID, whenever that was, that that was my um, kind of trigger just to get online and get into the online space and, you know, start start getting what I've got to offer to, you know, to people yeah as far as i can reach them really um so i've 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 been doing my online coaching business since yeah since since march 2020 was it last year year before mm. covid yeah, yeah 2020. um so so i've not been online for that long which is you know um which, which is a little bit uh, a, a little bit scary in some ways but yeah, in in terms of you know my practice and my uh, my 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 working with clients, then I've been doing that pretty much like I say since since I left university. Um, and I guess fast forward to right now, um, I've I've built a nice team of online coaches, which enables me to really niche down into what I'm most passionate about, which is ultimately um it's not weight loss necessarily I know that's probably what you know I I talk a lot about and you know we are going to be talking about that today um but it really really is for me a case of you know helping people work on their um on their habits and on creating the lifestyle that they really really want um and yes if weight image body composition is a part of that then we're going all in and we're attacking those things as well but I do like to make it very very clear that you know when I speak to people when I work with pay when I work with people um we are working you know really from a you know fr- from a, an all-round healthy happy lifestyle point of perspective and not just you know um not just losing weight necessarily um so so that's kind of where I'm at right now um and yeah you know the online coaching is 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 something that we're all really really enjoying and like I said we're reaching more people which is the main reason behind me kind of 
getting more into the online space in the first place. So, um, yeah, that's me. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, I think, um, well, thank you first and foremost for being here and chatting with us because habits is such a buzzword that we all need more help with, even Jambo and myself. So I'm sure we're all going to learn lots today. Um, and yeah, so my first question, Danny, is one that I think most people will be thinking already when they're like habits. So there's, I feel like there's lots of different numbers that get thrown around, whether it's 21 days, whether it's 66 days, whether it's 90 days to form a habit. Mm. Where does these numbers come from? Is it true? Where, like, what, what, where, who? So, so ultimately, I think, I think the problem is, is that, you know, habits, um, creating habits, breaking habits, forming habits, learning habits, like most processes in life, you know, habits has its own in-depth process of, of, of different processes and different structures. Um, so I think different numbers that you hear and that you see, unfortunately, are, are, are being pointed towards certain part of those processes, you know. So, OK, there's, there's, there's definitely um, there, there's definitely, you know, numbers that people can listen to and people can relate to. Um, I mean, anything realistically. Um, yeah, anything realistically below that 66, that is really just you probably starting to get and create an idea of of the excitement of what you can achieve. OK, um, psychologically, behavior wise, nothing is going to happen in three weeks. So, you know, I mean, again, it, it, it might be that you're being caught. And, and you're being reeled in based on what you can do in 21 days. So, for example, I do a five day challenge around habits. Right. But what I make very, very clear is that in five days, I'm not guaranteeing that those habits are going to be created and are going to be formed subconsciously. OK, mm. what we are going to do is we're going to we're going to literally teach you five foundations that we then need to go and war, we need we then need to go and work on. Right. Mm. So as much as I might say to you, Steph, hey, you know, come and do my five day challenge and I can guarantee we're going to build you some healthy habits. Yes, I can say that because I'm going to help you build the foundations to go on and build healthy habits. Right. But obviously, there's a lot of useful play and a lot of wording just to attract people, I guess, mm. and just to kind of get people, you know, intrigued into oh, what can they do for me in 21 days? Right. 66 days is ultimately what a lot of research suggests that things start to be things start to be performed subconsciously right so after 60 days or 66 to be precise processes cognitive behaviors in the brain start to become more automated right so that is now that next phase towards thinking oh right it, it's only 66 days and in 66 days i can build new habits you are on your way to building you're more on your way than anybody else working on a five-day program or a 21 or a 21 day program but you're still very much in the infancy of building proper long-term sustainable habits right um what i like to make very very clear is that 
number of days really can't be defined when it comes to building habits. Okay. Um, because on any one day, you know, me and you guys, we can perform a certain habit very differently and we can respond in different ways. Yeah. So if we performed exactly the same habit over 66 days, we are all guaranteed to probably progress at different rates. OK. And one of the big, big factors that that determines this is the number of repetitions. Right. So when I'm talking about how long does it take people to build habits, I bring it all back down to not the number of days, but the number of repetitions that you perform a habit. OK, so if, hmm. if, if we are if, if we are all performing um, a certain habit for 66 days and that particular habit, I'm performing it 10 times a day. I'm banging it out 10 times a day, every hour, every day. Yeah. You you you, James, you're doing it once a day. Yeah. And, and Steph, maybe you're doing it five times a day. Yeah. When it gets to that 66 days, my habit is going to be stronger and more well formed than both of yours. Yeah, because of the number of repetitions. Yeah. So 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 I think that's where I would go with it is that it, it's not a number of days. Um, it's it's a number of repetitions. And ultimately, you know, the number of repetitions will depend on, you know, your psychological behaviors. Um, and and ultimately, this is where the, um, the this is where the numbers in the hundreds. So typically, you know, um, you know, typically it's going to be well above 250 um, days realistically for the, the right number of repetitions and the right number of actions to be performed in order for it to actually be built subconsciously as a habit. So it's way longer than than people think. But obviously that's not sexy. That's not exciting. So that's why those numbers don't get picked up at all. Um, but but the number one rule is focus on the repetitions. You know, if you want to speed up the ability to, 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 to build a new habit, repeat it, repeat it more, repeat it more. And you will bring down the length of time that it's going to take you to build that habit. Yeah, that's interesting, because when you think of like sports people, so tennis, as an example, I can't remember what the number is. They're like you have to hit like 10,000 million or whatever. 10,000 yeah yeah for it to become a habit and it's like with sports people you don't think oh okay you need to hit a back a forehand like 66 days in a row for it to become habits so yeah it makes complete sense actually repetitions yeah. re re repetitions is 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 the most important thing when it comes to how long is it going to take me because again like if someone's just fixed on a day number like okay well it's it's 60 days of me performing this habit you know they're going to do the bare minimum you know they're going to do all right well i'll just do it once a day um but you know then when it gets to the 60 then, then when it gets to the 60th day and they're like okay cool well that's 60 days so i've clearly i've clearly formed a habit by now um that's what we want to try and get people out of the idea of thinking but focusing more on on repetition mm, love it okay so <laughs> 97.8% of the listeners of this podcast are, I would call yo-yo dieters. Love you all, yo-yo dieters. Um, so a question I have. So let's say, for example, one of my clients, she has a bad habit of turning chocolate, turning chocolate when she's stressed. 
She gets stressed from work. She gets stressed from lots of different things going on in her life. Whilst motivation is high, doesn't bother her. She doesn't think about chocolate. She's good. But motivation, as we talk about in this podcast a lot, wavers. It goes up and down. That's when motivation is low. She tends to turn to stress. <laughs> to stress to chocolate. chocolate. Do you <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> do you have any advice around this? Where would we go from here? Okay, um, I would with 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 if I was working with this with this particular client, I would break this down into two sections. I would want to work with them on the psychological behaviors first of all, um, and then I would want to focus on the physical behaviors. Okay, so this is where for me, habit building is all about the mindset because I can't help someone understand the reasons why they're performing a certain action unless they understand the the psychological behaviours behind why they're performing that action. Yeah, because simply just telling someone don't do that, what's that going to do? It's just going to make them want to do it more probably like we all do. Yeah, we're like little kids, you know, tell me not to eat chocolate. (laughs) Now all I can think of every single day is Steph telling me don't eat chocolate, don't eat chocolate, don't eat chocolate. Right. So so just telling people isn't enough. We've got to dig deeper with them psychologically. So like what you mentioned, Steph, what I would probably want to start with is I'd want to understand why they're getting this trigger in the first place. Where is this trigger coming from? Yeah. What is the cause of you wanting to go for that chocolate bar? Just like I would if someone turned to a bottle of vodka every time. Right. Every time they they felt a certain emotion, all they think of is vodka. Right. I now want to dig deeper in that emotion and I want to combat that emotion psychologically. Right. So that's what I would do, first of all, which isn't easy, but I want them to understand. Well, let's look at all the triggers that are making you think give me chocolate, give me chocolate, give me chocolate. And let's deal with those. Remember foundations. Yeah. This is all about working on the foundations first. So, you know, people might be thinking I've got to stop chocolate. I've got to stop chocolate. If we can figure out what that trigger is. And actually the trigger is that, you know, someone in your circle every single day is getting under your skin and is pissing you off royally. And that person is triggering you to want to go and drink vodka or to go and want to go and eat chocolate yeah what do we need to do we need to eliminate that foundation we need to eliminate that problem or we need to deal with that problem so we need to have it out with that person we need to maybe communicate with them we we need to maybe distance ourselves from them we need to maybe eliminate them from our day-to-day contact so they don't constantly get on our tits yeah (laughs) and then then now we've almost dealt with the foundation the root problem now we can start working on the more surface problem, which is, right, how do I get away from chocolate and how do I actually maybe go to something else, which I'll come on to. So for me, psychologically, I'm going to go down that route first of all. Yeah, I'm going to try and get into an idea of what these triggers are. Um, and I'm also going to ask them to journal about their emotions. So I'm going to get them to do a bit like a food diary. I'm going to get them to do like a week's journaling of, right, when you're going for this chocolate bar or when you're going for this bottle of vodka, what is the trigger? Write down the time, write down the trigger, write down the emotion that you're feeling right then. OK, 
and like I would over seven days or so, I'd have a look at your food and see what you're eating and when you're eating and why you're into it. I'm going to be doing the same with your emotions as well. What are the triggers behind those emotions and then those reactions that you're performing? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so again, a lot of a lot of psychological work being done initially. Okay. Once I feel like I've covered those two things, now we can go on to a couple of physical behaviors. Um, and this is probably what most of the people listening will actually be able to go and do straight away. Um, but I want people just to understand that if you want it to work and you want it to stick, you've got to try focusing on the deeper foundations first, though. The hard yeah? stuff. And, and I, absolutely, it's the hard stuff, it's the boring stuff, it's the not so sexy stuff but it is the fucking important stuff when it mm. comes to proper habit building. So psychologically, psychological behaviors first. Physical behaviors, first thing they could do, and people might not like the idea of this, but remove the temptations, right? So, you know, it, it, it's a real simple one and it's a real basic one, right? But if you're finding yourself always going to something that you don't want to go to why have you fucking got it there in the first place probably just because you're in a you're, you're in a habit of buying it subconsciously without even realizing you know every time you go shopping every time you put a food delivery in it's like oh cool well, it's just standard practice to add the biscuits it's just standard practice to add the twelves or add the chocolate bars or whatever it is that i'm having right so the problem, again, might be that we've got to break old habits. We've got to break the bad habits first before we can actually think about putting new habits in place. Right. So so breaking that habit might mean eliminating things that you don't want to see, eliminating things that you don't want to eat, eliminating things that you don't want to be tempted by or reducing them. Yeah. So let's say you want to, you know, let, let's say at the moment you're going to a chocolate bar every single day without fail. Um, don't have that many chocolate bars easily accessible. You know, if your goal is to windle that down to say one chocolate bar a week, yeah, have that one chocolate bar ready in your stash, but maybe break it down into little chunks because you know, once that one's gone, you're done. Like you're, you're not going to go and buy any more and replace that stash. So maybe the technique is right. I'm going to have one chocolate bar. I'm going to break it up into little pots day by day. That's Monday's, that's Monday's chunk. That's Tuesday's chunk and, and, and break it down. So that, like you said, you know, you know that once that's gone, there's no replacing it. OK, um, so that's one of the tactics that I would do. The other thing that I would do is I would make. I would first of all, look at replacing that chocolate bar with something. OK, so I'm sure you, Steph, like me, you know, we're constantly talking to people that are asking, like, oh, what are some better snack options? You know, what should I be snacking on? Um, so you probably know all your snack options are out there, right? make those better choices more obvious okay mm -hmm. so wherever you're sitting at that time of day and again if you know roughly when these triggers start to take place let's say it's of an evening when you're sat on the sofa and you've had dinner and you're watching tv right what is most visible is it the box of quality streets on the on, on the table in front of you which are like screaming at you saying hey 
eat me, eat me, eat me, yeah? Or can they be positioned way out of the way, locked away, out of sight? And can a nice punnet of grapes or, you know, that, that nice grenade bar that you've been working your ass off all day for be sat there on the coffee table and that is going to be your go-to so make it more obvious yeah and that's then going to be what's called your cue when it comes to habits you want as many cues as possible so if if that's sitting there in front of you over time that's going to gradually build as a stronger cue and a more subconscious cue to say okay i'm a bit peckish and that's what you're going to go to rather than, you know, if the obvious cue is that chocolate bar, if that is the obvious cue, that's subconsciously what your body's, what, what your brain is going to want to go to every single time. But the problem is, is that it's probably been happening for so long. You've got to break down that cue first of all. So we, we've got, we've got to reduce that cue we've got to remove that cue, then we can start replacing it with another cue. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So to summarize, what I've taken from that is if you're looking to break a bad habit, you first and foremost got to focus on why you have that habit in the first place. What's that connection? So if it is someone that is getting stressed and then they're turning to chocolate, why are you doing that? And then like you say, physically, instead of turning when you get stressed because likelihood is you're still going to get stressed for some reason and time then that's when you change the physical side that's when you work on the physical side of it is that right absolutely yeah i i, I would i would do it in those two ways hmm. um and you know and and i think yeah ultimately yeah. ultimately you know the, the physical the physical actions are are there because of, of the psychological feelings yeah yes and 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 i know that's more confusing for people i know that's harder to digest and harder to just go and smash but that's why this isn't just a do-it-yourself process that's why this is a you know a coachable process because like anything if you want to if you want to know how to do it with as little mistakes and as little pain as possible, just get someone to help you learn it, get someone to help you understand it better. And, you know, you, you, you will understand it better and then you will see the results. But the reason why I'm going on about the psychology is because, you know, what's important is that people understand that this is the only way that you really build sustainable habits. Mm. You know? Yeah, we've got another coach that's come on and talked about accountability. It's almost like we know what we're talking about, Jambo. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got another question. Habit Go. stacking. Habit stacking is a new term for me, but I really enjoy it and I'm like quite on board with it. Can you explain what it is, when we could use it, part of our weight loss journey or any part of our lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, 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 there's, so habit stacking is quite interesting um, habit stacking and habit association for me kind of come like hand in hand right so ultimately what we're trying to do with our habits is be more productive um one of the main reasons why people don't create new habits or don't see through creating new habits is because they either don't 
know how to find the time to do them or because they don't enjoy them, right? So they are two barriers that we need to help people overcome. How do we, how do we make it more productive and more, more, more time efficient? And how do we make it more enjoyable, right? And the two answers are habit association and habit, um, and habit stacking, okay? So basically what we're going to do is we're going to think of the habit. We're, we're going we're to come up with the new habit that we want to perform, okay? And we're going to do two things with that habit. We're going to bolt that habit on, number one. We're going to bolt that habit on to an existing habit that we're already doing, okay? And if we can, we're going to bulletproof that by bolting it on and associating it with something that we actually enjoy, okay? So that way we can now stack our habits together and we can make sure that even the habits that we're not enjoying or that we don't associate with enjoying, we start to find them more enjoyable, okay? So first of all, I mean, if we're talking about let's say our morning routine, we're talking about habits that we need to perform on a daily basis um, in order to help us on our weight loss journey. Yeah. Now, a perfect example might be that in the morning, if we include in our morning routine, exercise, right? So we know we've got to go and do some exercise, okay? But if we can bolt on whilst we're exercising, Let's say we can do another habit that we're already doing. Yeah. Let's say that that habit might be, you know, we're, 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 we're checking our inbox. We're, we're checking our emails or we're replying to some, some work emails that we didn't get done the night before. Right. Can we combine our morning walk or our morning exercise with our ticking off the to-do list of our daily emails and make that, movement and make that exercise more productive yeah then can we also bolt on uh, an association with a habit that we enjoy as well let's say after the walk after we've completed our walk and we've completed our emails we are gonna stop and get a coffee from our coffee shop right now that is something that we might associate with you know a habit that we enjoy doing so we've now got this morning routine that's, right, I'm getting my exercise done, so I'm working on my weight loss goal. I love my morning coffee, which I don't want to give up. And, you know, that, that frankly sets me up for the day and that, 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 that puts me in a, in a great mindset. And if we're being productive, which means we don't feel like we're missing out on time because we're not doing our emails or we're not catching on, you know, we're not catching up on client messages from the night before and things like that then ultimately we are habit stacking and we are, we are being more productive with what we are doing. And like I said, if we can bolt onto that, the fact that we're enjoying something, if we know that, right, well, actually I now associate my morning cardio or my morning walk with morning coffee and getting loads of fucking loads, loads of emails done. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm excited about that morning walk. You know, I'm, I'm now going to bed the night before buzzing to see those three things in the morning. I've got coffee to look forward to. I've got steps to look forward to, which means I'm going to hopefully be losing weight. And 
I'm going to be getting some nitty gritty emails done, which normally mean that I can't spend time with the kids in the evening. What we've done now is we've basically just stacked a bunch of things together, made it more appealing, made it more exciting and made it more time efficient. Now, what's your excuse? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, makes perfect sense. Jambo, does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, we've got, by the way, guys, I'll edit this, but we've only got five minutes left of this Zoom, and I know you need to go, Danny. Um, so if I ask, I've got one more question for you, and then we can wrap up. If we can do that in five minutes, then we're good. Is that good with you guys? Oh, sounds cool. good. Perfect. Do you think it's possible to lose weight and keep it off without working on your habits and behaviours around food? No. Simple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, because I, I, I think that ultimately the reason for yo-yo dieting, as mentioned by you earlier, Steph, is because people aren't focusing on the habits. They're focusing on the quick wins. They're focusing on the get rich quick scheme, which is get me there as quickly as I can. I don't care how painful it is. Just get me there. Yeah, we can do that. You know, we can get you that that first stone off in a frigging, I don't know, in two weeks if you if you wanted me to. Right. But have you learned anything? Have you have you built the habits to help you go on to keep that weight off? Have you learned the psychological behaviors behind keeping off those bad habits that kept you going back, you know, in into in, into old habits? No. That's why we need more time. That, that is ultimately why the, the sustainability of weight loss, in my opinion, is going to come from you learning the habits that are going to help you keep it off. Because getting the weight off, yeah, the habits that help you get the weight off, we know that. Move more, eat less, right? But, but the habits in order the habits you need in order to keep it off that's the frigging hard part yeah that's the that's the discipline that's the consistency that's the resilience those are the things that require more time and and more more mindfulness to really work on them but like i say chopping a stone off is easy i'll put you on a restrictive diet and I'll get you exercising like you've never exercised before. Is it going to be sustainable? It no. never stays off. Gonna... It never stays off. It never stays off. Thank you. Are you going to be able to keep it that way? No. Um... No. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. Um, I think actually that is the perfect way to end this podcast. But I think that that finishes off or us off with a bang. So many yo-yo dieters don't work on the foundations on all the stuff below the surface. And, you know, that's why we're here. That's why we're here coaching, helping people and doing this podcast, right? Jumbo, do you have any questions for Danny before we go? I think we've, we, we've summed it all up lovely. I think we have too. Jumbo, do you want to uh, lead us into the... I'll sign us out. So, Steph, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at foodislife.nutrition. You can find all the information on the Lean Bean course in the show notes, website, all that linked right down below. So that's all you've got to do. Click down there. Amazing. Danny, where can we find you? 
Yeah, Instagram handle is at Danny Goshawk Coaching. Um, and my website is Danny Goshawk Official.com. Perfect. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say thank you so much, Danny, for your time and your expertise. I think our listeners are absolutely going to love this. There's lots of little things that they will be able to take from this. So I'm excited to get this one out. Brilliant. Super stuff. Thank you for having me, guys. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and cheers for listening, guys. Thanks so much. So, Jambo, where can we find you? Oh, where can you find me? You can find me strictly <laughs> on Instagram at jambo.the.great. Thank you, guys. See you later. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye-bye.